woke up this morning with the sundown shining in him. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the f***ing money, head? Oh, it's, uh, oh, oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind. On a jagged sky. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the new so uh, you know, that's what you uh, that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, let's cut through the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? I lost you sixty thousand dollars. There is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do. There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. What the f*** are you talking about? Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in him. I found my mind in a brown paper bag. Tomorrow, Greg on the board. SB Futures up 8, and as it Futures up 22 as the melt-up party continues. Greg? there um melt the melt up yeah melt m- face melting yeah do we have uh we have a uh, kevin o'neill um uh, is he is he melting with us big melt I, energy no i i am not melting uh but throw a little water on me and see what happens um we have uh this is the world is getting so much better kevin for everybody we're all going to be rich the market is going to go to where are we 4300 in the s&p it's going to go to 6000 everybody will be rich I'm down for it. Yeah. We have Tesla is up, what, today will be 15 days in a row. Um, yeah, they just raised prices on uh, one of their models for like the third time this year. Yeah, they're gonna, it's, uh, everything is good. Everything is fine. They don't, I don't think they, let me see if I can find a Tesla. You're not supposed to do this. You don't want to you know, throw any cold water or anything by saying stuff like Tesla PE ratio or anything like that. I mean, why would you do that? Um, whatever, whatever it is, Elon Musk is going to uh, take care of you. It's all he cares about is you, right? I mean, we know that. Just saying. Well, I'm glad Elon's around. Yeah. I mean, Actually, it, you know, he uh, of all the uh, um, most public figures, he probably bothers me the least. Uh, I would say that too, but he, but he also has, and maybe for the, uh, you know, maybe for the. Uh, it's the company at the end of 2021 at a P.E. ratio of 190. That's a real number. Uh, that's, uh, of course, we're not at 2021 anymore. Where the hell is it now? Uh, share price is 249.83 as we speak. Well, actually, it's now 263. Uh, and their earnings were 340. So the P.E. ratio for today, whatever 340 goes into... As Jethro would say, 263, it's got to be, uh, what, 80, 85? That's one hell of a lot for a car company. One hell of a lot, just saying. Betting on, betting on growth in the industry. I um, think... Uh, I, 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 it's it's going to crash into a wall at some point, but... You know, I... Who knows when that's going to be. I'm not so sure about that. I, uh, well, I, I'm not sure about the... the uh, 
that it won't you know it's not that it won't grow it's just that other capacities are going to get in the way um, other capacity issues here's here's my my treatise on this and I don't know, I'll run it by Russell later, but I, I don't think, I mean, one of the few people, actually Russell's probably in my camp, uh, Carl I think is, but few people who somehow, I, I just, I, I'm appalled by the ongoing repercussions of essentially a 40% rise in the money supply in, in one year, which we did through COVID. And in some ways, they poured so much money in the people couldn't even use it, so some of it got kicked back to the Fed at night, and now that's not happening. It's it's, it's permeating its way through the whole society to the point where we are now valuing, say say the numbers a half or fifty percent, and that in that uh, everything everything somebody had, if you had, if you had a dollar in uh, March twentieth before COVID, the dollar is now worth sixty cents. Which means when you see Tesla running up this much, it's not because of Tesla. It's because the dollar is worth less. It's a, it, it is exactly the opposite of what, I won't say normal people, because I hope I'm normal, uh, somewhat. Uh, it's exactly the opposite of what yeah, bad, bad yeah. news for you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying it's exactly, it's, it's, it's looking at it from the, the absolute, absolute wrong direction. Because every every company can't all of a sudden be worth forty percent more than it was, unless the thing you're valuing it with is worth forty percent less. And there's no there's been no massive growth in productivity. There hasn't been no massive growth in population. There's been none of those things. So it's it's a dollar has done all right. Oh, okay, now, now then then you'll hear that corner that argument coming over the uh, from, from the, the peanut, peanut gallery, gallery. Uh, and 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 in ninety percent of the time. Greg would be absolutely correct. The only problem is every other single c- central bank has done the same thing. What Greg is saying is if, if we were the only ones who did that and say the Brits and the UK people did not, our dollar would be shrinking dramatically versus them. Okay? And, that, and that's, that's what if you ask where the Santelli, you ask where the why? if I were to say just what I said, they're going to say, what are you talking about? Look at the dollar index. It's not the dollar index. Because everybody else is doing at least as bad as we are with their currency. You're degrading your currency versus everything else. You know, some people say that our number one bad export is uh, politics or, or bad policy. Well, yeah. Other people say it's ex- inflation. Well, but I mean, <laughs> export what, inflation. I mean, but what about the people from uh, the European Central Bank that had negative interest rates for a while? How, how much money did they have that's to that, And that's not new. That's, you know, yeah. how far back does that go? Well, it was wild all during COVID and before. Well, before. Yeah. So I mean, how much money you did know, they? I, I remember talking with my predecessor who retired, and I've I've been five and a half years in the job, um, and talking about uh, you know having interesting uh, conversations with her about negative interest rates. Well, okay, but there's a difference between negative real rates, which we've had for I'm considering at least since 2008. Okay. There's a difference between negative real rates and negative, and negative rates, you know, nominal rates. I mean, the, I mean when the uh, euro euro rate was, what did it get down to, Greg? Was it minus the, the ten year got down to what? Minus one? Did it get down one point five or something? Minus I don't 1. pay attention to the, the euro rates. I mean, we were 
we were at <laughs> we were we were a significant premium to whatever they had. But I'm saying they were negative. Yeah, they were definitely. negative. But I'm saying if if you're running if you're running Germany. say you're minus one percent and your inflation rate is five. Oops. Your real your real rate of interest is minus six, which is well, uh, they, yeah. Oops. Yeah. Um. You know, but it's it's. So I, what we're seeing now is is an incredible, and you know, I wish our people were, I guess, more attuned. But I know people have a regular life; they're not going to be attuned to it. But uh, right now, look at the difference in 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 wealth between people who have assets like stocks and stuff, and people who don't. Because you have assets, they're gonna they're gonna rise. They're, they're going to probably keep you at least even with the with the degradation of the currency. And if and if you don't, you're in you're in deep trouble. I mean, if you had your money in a bank for the last five years, you're down you're down forty percent on your wealth. Yet if you had stocks, you're probably okay, maybe even ahead. Until someday, maybe that doesn't work out because then then you really could destroy the place. Houses same way. If you had if you had any kind of asset, you were you were okay. We've gone from we've gone from uh, it should be somewhat neutral to you in in a, in a real world. If everything works, where I'm coming with this, and why I'm not gonna be able to do this in two minutes or less. If everything is, at, I'll use the term economic equilibrium. It doesn't matter whether you're an owner or you're not an owner. It shouldn't matter. Well, you know why I'm saying that, Kevin, right? Because if, if explain if the interest rates were were what they're, they ought to be, which is a real rate of interest, pick a number, two and a half, which has been through the centuries, two and a half, three, somewhere in there, plus the inflation, which means if I know the dollar is going to be worth 5% less at the end of the year, and, and I'm going to pay Greg 3% on the $1,000 he borrows me, what do we have to do? i got to give him 1080 i got to give him the, the 30 bucks that I actually am paying him to use his 1000 bucks. I also got to give him the 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 five five percent of the inflation that goes on top to to make him even. If not, now if that was the rate, it wouldn't make any difference whether or not I paid Greg uh, to lease the property at a decent return at a return of whatever, or if I bought the property. It shouldn't matter, right? Because whatever the inflation is, I'm paying for it, and 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 uh. It may, you know, maybe the place is going up a little bit, but uh, but it's covered in, in the number now. But now, yeah, if, so what you're saying is, it just becomes a matter of where you want your capital. Yeah, to be. it's where you want your capital to be, and 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 yeah, if there's inflation, um, in theory, whatever I'm making in Greg's property, widgets or whatever, they're going up that percent per year or something, and and all of a sudden I'm uh, you know, I I uh, I'm, I'm paying I'm I'm making it up on the other end. But there should be an equilibrium, is what I'm saying. When the government gets involved like this, there's not an equilibrium. I mean, there, there really isn't. I don't think. Although now, I would say the, uh, but you, sh- you shouldn't be that much more of an advantage. What I'm saying, in, in any kind of enterprise, whether you're, whether you own the property or whether you don't, because over a period of time, the person who's who's paying for the lease, it should be an equilibrium whether or not he buys the place or whether he doesn't. And by the way, whatever you're making, you sh- should partake of the inflation as well, so you're making it on the other end. However, it's not the way the stuff works here. Because I'm looking at and plus, then you add the part where if we're going to do this, it's necessary to lie to people. Okay, I was talking to, uh, I get a ride home one of my buddies last night because he works late on Tuesday. 
And I was actually at the club late working out, Kevin, believe it or not. Now, if, if you go into, and I found this once, and this is probably some Carl could find, actually, well, you guys probably find it too, you're better than me. I actually found a spot in the CPI. Everybody tells you that, um, that they make these adjustments for quality improvements, which they do. So I don't know how deep it goes into whatever stuff, but I know I found a thing on the Ford F-150 one day. This is probably four or five years ago. And I, for the la- in the last decade, according to the CPI, the price of the Ford F-150 didn't go up at all because one year you added well, air conditioning became standard and then something else became standard. So it kept, because if you use the, the base price, the manufacturer's base price, I mean, clearly there's no, there's no question that if you compare a truck now versus 25 years ago, that you have to make some adjustments because 25 years ago, the standard truck had a stick shift, roll-down windows, no AC, that kind of crap. So, yes, if, if now you buy it, it has an automatic transmission, power windows, and an air You do need to add that to it to make it even, okay, because you're supposed to be comparing apples to apples as best you can. But now, last year, the, the, guess what the single biggest decrease in, uh, in, pr- in price over the year was, according to the CPI? Uh, how about health care? Health insurance. Health insurance. Um, so, I mean, uh, I think the guy was driving home last night. I said, Do you, what about your health insurance? He goes, well, yeah, come to think of it, it did go down, but my deductibles went way up, and I can only go to like half as many hospitals. So you wonder w- with the same fervor. The same quality adjustment that yeah. you're talking about with a truck was not made right. on health insurance. Well, because on one... Couldn't have been made on right. health insurance. Now, they also have gasoline down 20% in the last year. I don't know. I'm paying 427 Was it 5 bucks last year? Was it? Well, yeah. And over here, you know, I was just thinking about that. Um, you know, over here we are looking at, um, you know, 359 to 369 and, and And that's sort of, you know, I hate to be you know, off topic without letting you finish, but uh, when when we were talking earlier about the the notion that people have sort of adapted their budgets um, to uh, to fit into the price levels, remember how out, outraged we were at the gas prices that exist today a year and a half ago. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, and and now, do you hear anybody bitching about gas prices anymore? So not really. Well you, well, you get you get immune to it. Yeah, you're not immune it, to it. So you, you, it's not it's not worth your breath, basically, to bitch about it. Yeah, and and so you know, and and I think uh, in the political world, they kind of count on that. Oh, sure, <laughs> without a doubt. That we'll we'll just we'll get tired of complaining, we'll get used to it, and uh, and then it won't be a problem for them anymore. Well, they have televisions down 11%, which, you know, I, I, I do, that's one thing for sure. The price of TVs have come down. I don't know whether they were down 11% last year. But here's one. I have a real well, problem. And, and they may be, but but the consumer electronics ran up like crazy when they sent everybody home. Yeah. I refuse to say during COVID anymore, by the way. It's yeah. during the COVID, the COVID responses or the COVID lockdowns or whatever, because, you know, it, 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 COVID didn't cause all this chaos. The uh, response to it did. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know where, when they're splitting the time here, so they may actually be technically correct. Uh, but if they've got major appliances down ten percent, and I'm going to say if I, if I go out and buy a ref- you know, places in you know, four flats in my building, I kind of take care of. I'm going to say if I go out and buy a refrigerator, it's going to be 
twice as much as it was five, six years ago. Sure, but, yeah, it's, so, but it's not twice as much as it was a year ago. And they suck, too. Yeah, There's and all the electronics and crap. Yeah. In the, just get the regular refrigerator. Try and find one. Yeah, a couple months, right? But I don't see how airline fares are down 13. Every, everybody I, I know have taken a trip in the last two months tell me the price is outrageous and how much they've paid more than the last time they flew. How could they be down 13%? I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like they are. The mo- there's, there's some well, I, sort. I haven't of flown since the spring, but. Uh, but here's another know, since, one, like, since like March, but still. But here's here's the part that I. Uh, every everything runs together, Kevin. I mean, when you when you look at this energy situation, energy minus eleven point seven percent. Okay, you you can't help you can't help if you're if you've got any ability to string two stories together at the same time. Which, by the way, regular news does not. Okay. I mean, you're not gonna, I don't think you would hear anybody else talk about, hey, is there a connection between... What's the connection between energy prices, the four people convicted at Commonwealth Edison, and your electric bill? Well, okay, energy prices last year were down 11.7%. I challenge anyone to say that their gas or electric bill is down. You, you, may, you may find that, uh, that's, that maybe, maybe in the last month or two, your 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 feed for gas, since gas is down from nine bucks to two and a quarter, has softened somewhat. But I'm going to say that your bill, if it's like mine, the gas is is on a regular month is is twenty percent of the bill, Greg. It's it's the connection charge. It's the something else, city tax, something else. I mean, it, my uh, in the summer I use uh, I use no gas. I mean, if I don't cook for a month, or if, if I turn the stove on, it still has me with new... Even if I cooked eggs a couple times, it still got me using no gas. Okay? With no gas, the bill's 50 bucks. So the idea that energy is down, somehow people are paying less... And they still want to raise uh, yeah. the fares. Yeah. <laughs> or not the fares, the, the rates. Yeah, I mean, so the idea that you... It's funny, you know, even you know guys that I think are, are, are really bright... <laughs> Uh, in a lot of ways, I mean, in a lot, a lot of ways. I mean, my brother's one of the smartest men I ever met. He's president of PTX Securities, but he's, he wants to do a. Uh, he, he wants to be like a, a, a real twenty-first century person and do a, uh, electronic panels on his garage. I go, Dan, what are you doing that for? He says, What do you mean? Why are you always so negative? I said, Dan, I'm not negative. They're so far ahead of you; it doesn't matter if if you do all your ele- if everybody does all their electric stuff. The one day that it's five below zero and there's no sun, and you got to turn the, the electric on. It's still going to be hundred dollars a month. It's just going to be the coupling up charge. Whatever it is, they're ahead of you. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, they're on it. it you know, because uh, especially in a monopoly situation yeah. like that, they, you know, we're getting the revenue. It doesn't matter how. Well, I mean, I I was like I said, I was doing some uh, work on, on uh, the books for PTI. I was paying eighty five dollars for. Our phone line in September. Now it's 130. Okay. Now I don't care what happens. I don't care if gasoline goes to zero. If gas goes to zero, whatever it is, that's not going down. It's been jammed through the legislature. Everybody's paid off. Everybody's got hookers. Whatever they get, and, and it, it's not going down. And, and, and whoever were the, were the citizens, people arguing on the other side, didn't have a chance if there was anybody arguing. I mean, which there may not have been. You know. So I mean. What, the idea that that somehow or another, this people are getting better by this, I, I'm stunned, Kevin. I mean, I don't, I, but I don't, I don't know what I don't know what you do about it as a society. It's it's just relentless. And then, uh, 
and you, and you see the politics of today, and you see the people who are thinking about running again. I, I can't even, let's just see, if, if we did three elections in a row where the, where the combatants were Hillary Clinton, Trump, and Biden, those were the three people we could pop out of our 330 million people. What does that even say about us? Not, nothing good. It says the average age is like 80. Well, it, even so. So we, what, what if they were all 50? That would make it better? They, they would be worse. I, I don't know. I, I think just in general, maybe. Well, it, 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 Greg, I, I think what you're saying is it doesn't say much for the, uh, the depth of talent in the uh, political world. Yeah, the bench is a little, a little shaky. I, I think that the whoever is in control of who gets involved, when you see in our lifetime, and I'm not, I'm not going to uh, uh, say Elliot Spitzer was a good guy for moving hookers across state lines, but from day one, the the establishment was very upset with the, th- the thought that that guy could get any further than governor of New York, because he knew where all the bones were buried. He was, he was. Maybe our generation's Roosevelt, not in terms of, uh, you know, maybe success in politics, but in terms of knew where the bones were buried. Came from, he was he was our traitor to that class. I think Kevin was certain in a certain way. I'm not so sure Gary Hart wasn't as well. Couldn't wait to destroy that guy, right? You know, yeah, I'm. I'm tr- I remember all the scandals with Gary Hart, po- you know, policy-wise and career-wise. I just really don't remember much about him. I'm just saying there, there have been people that have been totally buried. What about the guy here in Illinois that was running against Obama? Yeah, I went to the. What do you do? He went to the the sex place in in France, which is perfectly legal with his wife. What's what's Wasn't that? Uh, Ryan? The, no, uh, was it Fitzgerald? Was it Ryan? Maybe. I think, it, I think it was Ryan. Yeah, yeah, he was running against Obama. Jerry, Jerry Ryan's is, was his wife. Yeah, I mean, I, well, so what? The actress. Yeah, I mean, whatever. S&P Futures up 8 and S&P Futures up 24. Uh, be right back, Stacks and Jacks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding health care reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. 
You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. Right here, right now, right now. Hello, everybody. Stacey Jackson. I'm Tom Greg Pappas on the board. SP Futures up 750. NZ Futures up 26. Dow Futures down 40. Looking at the Dow. Uh, United Health down 26 bucks. Ouch. That's 5%. That's why the Dow is everything. Everything else in the Dow is green. So we've got one stack of... Uh, Taking us into the, into the negative here. Uh, over in Europe, we've got DEX up 94.6%, FTSE up 41.5%, CAC round up 61.8%. For Asia, we've got the uh, Nikkei up again, uh, 483, 33,500, that's up 1.5%. Uh, Hang Seng down 113.6%. They, they always travel with a bit of a different drummer, those guys. Shanghai down 4, call that flat. Yesterday we were up again, down on 145, S&P up 30, Nasdaq futures up 111. Uh, bonds, 10-year, uh, 3.83, it's unchanged. The bond up four basis points, 2.46. 3.83 is pretty high in this 10-year. I mean, we're getting pushing towards four again. Uh, Japan uh, up one basis point, 0.43. We've got oil, which has been flopping back and forth across the 70-hour number like a fish. Up 90 cents uh, to 70.32. Rent up a buck 03, 75.32. Natural gas unchanged, 233. Arbob up a penny, 257. We've got gold up a buck 60, 19.60 as it stays mired in this 1950 to 1985 range. Silver up 8 cents, 23.91. Copper up a penny, uh, 3.84. We've got Bitcoin uh, it's creeping back after the problem. Well, actually, they're under 26,000, 25,980. It seems like they've stopped going down after the the Binance fiasco of a couple of weeks ago, where they got in, uh, well, not indicted, they got charged by the SEC. And we also have the dollar is down again today, with the euro now over 108, 10802, and the pound 126. So the dollar's been going down, which is kind of odd. Gold's going down with the dollar going down, but it has been. Uh, what do you have for us, Traffic Weather Sports, Greg? Good morning, everyone. Wednesday the 14th, 6.37 a.m., 58 in Chicago, high of 69 today. Um, in Phoenix, we've got 72 right now. Plenty of sunshine uh, today with a 99 uh, high, but there's an air quality alert. So watch out for the uh, air quality alerts. Just because of the fires? I believe so, and they say it lasts till 9 p.m., so all day. And traffic, we've got inbound Kennedy, uh, 47 minutes from O'Hare. Inbound Edens is 47 minutes also from Lake Cove to the interchange. Inbound Stevenson is 27 minutes from 294 Dan Ryan to here. And then the inbound Bishop Ford is 34 minutes from uh, I-80. 
I'd turn back if I were you. <laughs> well, it's not terrible yet. I don't see a whole lot of red. Uh, sports. Denver beats the Heat. <laughs> that series is over. The championship is done. Four to one. It was two days ago. Oh, well, still. But they still beat the Heat. Yeah, 94-89. And the Stanley Cup final was uh, as ugly as it gets. Nine to three. The Golden Knights win. Uh, baseball. Cubs beat the Pirates 11-3. to White Sox lose to the Dodgers uh, at Dodgers. That was 1-5. to And the Diamondbacks get embarrassed by the Phillies at home 15-3. That's all I got, Chief. Back Did you, you. Uh, I was watching, Kevin. I'm, I'm not that much of a hockey fan. You're probably more of one. But I, after working out, I was watching. The only line of sports stuff was the, the hockey because the Cubs were in a rain delay. And uh, this guy, Tachuk. What a great name for a hockey player, isn't it? Tachuk. I like yep. it. There have been a few over the years with that name. That's a, I mean, I think it the appears to be a common uh, hockey I, name I for, the uh, what is, is it, uh, um, uh, uh, Eastern European? I Are there not like the, uh, what was the family where they had like 15 players and four coaches? Was that this, who were those guys? The Cubs or the, the Hawks had one of those coaches or two. Those guys, it was the whole family. It was like eight, eight boys, and they all. Oh, played. I know who you're talking about, and I'm trying to recall the name. Yeah, but the uh, anyway, but they started showing pictures of some of the hits this guy was taking from. Talk about some cheap shots! I mean, the guy's just nailing this dude like it's center ice and stuff. He'd like, he'd like make a pass, thought he was okay, and somebody just obliterate him. You know, and I'm thinking, how the hell does the, the next year if if that Florida team does not have the biggest goon on there to take care of people like that going after this guy. There's something wrong with them. I mean, I, they need the Hanson brothers. I mean, how would you... How, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean how, how do you let the other team beat the hell out of your star like that? Well, it, it, and and time was... Uh, well, we go back, you know, go, even going back to the uh, six-game league, um, you know, there, there were people that had a goon, but at least they had a shadow. And I remember, you know, people used to put a shadow on Bobby Hall all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, and who, who was, I'm trying to think of who the Westfall. guy was on, on um, Boston. Westfall. Was, was it Westfall? I don't think, I don't think it was Westfall. Um, God, I, I can picture him, but I can't remember. I, I remember being at one Hawks game where, and, and of course, Bobby Hall, If you know, when Bobby Hall had enough, he was an incredibly strong man. So, uh, so he... He turned around. This guy was hanging all over him, and Hall just turned around and put an elbow right to the chops, knocked him onto the ice, um, and uh, uh, and and probably knocked him unconscious. Although in those days you sort of got up, shook it off, and played some more. But when when the guy, you know, he was he was looking up at the uh, up at, uh, from the ice, and there was the referee calling an interference penalty on him. God. Well, the uh, you just get the crap knocked out. <laughs> well, the game just starts oh, last night. Oh, by the way, go sit for two minutes. Yeah, well, the game just starts last night, and there was an issue where the guy came in at the goalie and it looked like he was going to take a, a a swing at him uh, with the stick, but then he didn't. The goalie had the you know the puck like in his hand or his glove, mm-hmm. and so the guy on the other team thought that he actually hit him, which he didn't. So he gives the guy a cross check right under the chaps, knocks his helmet about fifteen feet, and doesn't even get a cross check call. I'm thinking, what is the ref looking at? He's standing right there. Yeah, no call at all. Huh? No call at all. I'm like, you know, this enough with this. But anyway, uh, yeah, Kevin, it's a we have a, a, a tremendous this whole idea of being out of out of equilibrium here, when it should be obvious to all that who's benefiting and who isn't. 
I mean, I, I think what's happened, what you're going to see today, is the the Fed made some. I don't even think they realized what they did when they blew the thing up as much as they did during the inflation and or during the during the pandemic, and they've got this big pot of money out there and they've got the price spots where it is, and now they they acted like they were going to try and fight it a little bit to at least take the edge off it, and they have to a very small extent, but now they just I think they think they've done enough and we're we're just going to live with it. We're going to live with the fact that. Assets are, are where they are, where housing prices are, where 85% of the economy, the, the population can't afford them. Uh, you've got people doing you know, two jobs in a family, two and a half jobs. It's, it's an incredible change in how people in this country live and what they're going to be able to do. I mean, virtually everybody that I deal with on, on, a, on, a, on a basis, you know, people that work in the building and so forth, not one of them is ever going to be able to afford a new car. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's sunk in yet, Kevin, and I, you know, I don't want to be the town crier, I don't think it's sunk in yet that the actual economic changes that have happened over the last eight years. I, don't, I, I can't... I, I, don't, I don't see how anybody with a regular job, especially if you have any kind of student debt, how you as an individual are ever going to afford a house at 400 grand a pop. I don't, I don't, I don't see that, do you? I mean, I... I mean, and this no, is- no, but in in that particular instance, I'm not sure it's the worst thing because when you when you look at difficult uh, economic times, the last thing you want is to be anchored someplace because you can't move your house. I- so, so that one, you know, I, I'm we've we've always had a policy, and it and it's supported by our tax code. Uh, we've always had a policy that we. Uh, uh, you know, we we encourage home ownership in this com- uh, country, and I don't think that's bad because the alternative is it's going there's going to be a strong concentration uh, for a, a very small group of um, a small uh, group of property owners. So I, I think dispersal of property ownership is a good thing, but the it uh, but the one the place where it shows up is when people can't have the mobility they need to go where jobs are when they don't have them locally. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is in an equilibrium situation, it shouldn't be... And in the city that had the, you know, the, the, uh, is a perfect example of this, is New York, New York. There's people that I knew, well, when I, I knew a lot of people from there, when Robin and I were, uh, were dating, uh, it was a long, long time ago, I mean, I met all these people from New York, she's from New York. There were people that, that in Manhattan that leased their apartment for 35 years. But... If if everything is in equilibrium, and the the inf- the uh, inflation rate is two and a half percent, interest rates are you know whatever, they're they're six, and, and, and there, there's no real advantage to either being the lessor or the lessee. And uh, what we've done things over a period of time is every once in a while we've poured a bunch of money into the system. We've done this several times since really '68, uh, where it became a, a huge advantage to be the the uh, the owner. But actually, the last time there was inflation, if people recall, the the Fed, you were you, you the stock market was at, was at 800 because interest rates went up so much. This time, somehow the Fed has poured so much in that that the the, the difference has been that the lender. Uh, 
the guy who, who uh, the, if you go to essentially to, to uh, put your money in a bank, you're lending money to the bank, you, you're not getting any dough. I mean, you, you're having people that are charging 25% on credit cards on the money you're lending them at zero. That's, that's a, an incredible dis, disequilibrium, Kevin. Whenever we disequilibrium, some people gain and some people don't. And this, this, in, this disequilibrium has been managed for a long period of time to where you have an entire, well, let's ask him, Greg, is it normal to put money in a bank, give them ten grand, and get nothing from it? You're going to say, I, I bet you're going to say yes. Is it normal? Yeah, only for the past fifteen years. Yeah, well, but I mean, you, but you're a trader, you, you know a little more. But most people are saying, why, why should they give me any money? They never have. Yeah, we don't. the The margin accounts don't really get paid anymore. It's yeah. just whatever the treasury rate is usually. But what I'm saying is, it, it is not. It bears no resemblance to what those people are charging other people for that dough. Yeah. The but it's, uh, it's not acquire like acquire at zero. If you're the government, you're giving it to the banks at low, and then they they relend it at uh, yeah. three or four or higher. No, no, nothing would have. I don't think changed much, Kevin. If the if the Fed were to go out and say right, we want interest rates at one percent, I'm not so sure I have a problem with it. If I can go in and borrow for my new plumbing van from the bank at four, my credit card was six. I guess it's okay. But it, that never happened, did it? No, it didn't. And, and wait, credit uh, cards were uh, six. At no, one I'm saying point? If, if, if is if, that a thing? No, but yeah, I'm, he if, said an if. <laughs> yeah, I said if. But was that ever? No. Well, I seem to recall getting one not, at seven. Not that I remember. No, I got one at seven. I one don't time. think I've ever had a credit card. What less than fifteen? Well, some credit unions now are eleven or ten. It was 10. a while ago too. What is? What are the interest rates? The interest rates are like above twenty now. I actually had one. Uh, it was seven percent, and the first time I held the balance, they said, "Well, now that you've got a balance, raise it at the ten or something, oh, <laughs> something like that." Drilled, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, but the point is, they they had, they had no I no thought even of, of forcing it down for every man, did they, Kevin? No, and what? So what are we seeing today with credit cards? So they're going, they're going. So the the the, the rates are high, and credit card usage is up fourteen percent. So when you talk about what people will ever be able to afford, you know, part of what you know the uh, notion we've been discussing over the last week of people adapting is that's one of the ways they're adapting, and that one's going to blow up. Well, let me ask you: in terms of powerful people in in powerful industries, how much of the we don't take no stinking cash anymore? Is the credit card company's uh, politics? Mm, that's a good question because um, it, it, you know where it really plays out is there. There was a time when you were never allowed to uh, upcharge um, credit card transactions. Uh, it, it was just against the rules uh, for uh, for being a credit card merchant, and so what that meant was. Um, that if, if something was listed as five dollars and twenty-two, and you know, let's say say five ninety-nine would be a typical price. If it if it cost five ninety-nine, you couldn't add on a little bit for you know to say I need to cover the credit card surcharge. Now the places that can't afford uh, to that you know that really would would normally be a cash business, but they're not because. Um, they 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 want to take cards. They just upcharge it, and so they say, "Well, we're going to have you know charge you an extra couple of percent, uh, or an extra, you know, fifty cents or something like that for uh, uh, for credit card transactions." Well, now that that's allowed, 
yeah, it's real easy to say we don't take cash. Why, why was it never not allowed? Because, because of what you signed with the credit card company. Because it, it was supposed to be neutral. The whole idea of the credit card merchant was that you got marginal increase in sales by accepting credit cards. And, and, they, and the credit card companies did not want to discourage use of credit cards. And it, it all, you know, your, your whole pickup was on interchange fees. If you, you know, if you accepted a lot of credit card tr- transactions, you got a net positive on your interchange fees. I- interchange fees is how all of this stuff gets settled up uh, in the world amongst merchants, amongst merchant banks, of issuing banks, you know, credit card issuer and so on. And so all of that, you know the the whole the whole system was built to increase credit card usage, you know voluntarily, but uh, to you know as a convenience. And somewhere along the line, they said no, not anymore. You can go ahead and upcharge it a little bit. And but, uh, but in order for you to upcharge it, that you you have to still accept cash. You can't say I'm upcharging. By the way, we won't take cash. Right? Yeah, correct. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the places that that that. Don't take. I mean, like your, your baseball games. With their twelve bucks a beer, I don't think they care about the. But I mean, I, I'm saying the credit card companies are probably involved. There, but I, the part I don't get. Well, it, it, yeah, in places like a ballpark, they're they're you know they're just saying we don't want to handle all that cash. It's that's a pain in the neck. It's rife for fraud. It's rife for you know all, all there's all kinds of bad stuff that can happen. I get why they do it that way. I you know we may not like it, but I, you know I I, I was uh, out last night and I paid for. Uh, you know, paid for my glass of wine. Well, it was just one glass of wine. I was going to give her cash. Uh, you know, uh, um, at, um, at, when when I went to check out, you know, when I went to settle, I said, "Oh, you're going to pay cash." Huh? Uh, I don't think she knew how to do that on the you know the register. I don't think there was a cash drawer there. So there was something. I said, "Fine, I'll just pay." You well, I was always card. always stunned by the fact that when you started getting these reward cards, because normally I buy gas, I use for whatever reason. I use the, my Costco City card, which I. I probably shouldn't. Uh, uh, Costco used to have uh, American Express forever, right? It was American Express's biggest customer. And uh, then they somehow they had a falling out and they went to Citibank. Well, in the meantime, when they shifted everybody's account over to Citibank, my, they, they totally screwed up my brother's uh, identity. He was getting credit cards fired from him from Florida. People would call him and say, we just issued a credit card in your name. It all... This all happened on the, on the American Express to Citigroup sharing of people's files. Somehow somebody hacked in there. It happened to more people than just him. Unfortunately, it didn't happen to me. So I probably should just be, on, on that stuff, just be not using the thing. But I often wonder, Kevin, why, what, what manner of, maybe, first of all, I can't believe that you got a 3 or 4% s- slippage in terms of people stealing from you. But why I get 3% off at the gas station and the gas station doesn't offer me uh, the gas at $0.10 cents less a gallon, I have no idea. I mean, it, I mean two things are happening. In, one, in some places, I'm so, out south now, they're giving you a discount for cash at a gas station. And, and on the other side is other people are saying they won't take cash. So, I mean, it seems to me there's a... And then, then you got the young people who don't seem to care whatever happens because as long as it's convenient for them. So you know they'll, they'll go to jail if it's conven- if it's convenient for you. if you take you know if you got to go to the bathroom on the way home I'll stop at jail for a, way, a day or two. I mean something something's really out of whack here. <laughs> I don't know I don't know which it is, but uh, there's a place they used to have a uh, well the American Express card from Costco would give you like a five percent discount at uh, a restaurant or three percent or whatever it was, 
And so I always had I had that American Express, plus I've got the one I've had you know for years and years, the regular American Express. So I was in Jack Gibbons Gardens, a steak place in the south side, and I pull out my American Express, and the lady goes, we'll take that one. We're not taking that one, which was interesting because one had a bigger rebate than the other. They said, we're not giving those people 3%. Why would we? I mean, I, the question is, why would you, I guess? Yeah, well, and, and again, the, there's you know your rules as a merchant should be that if you are accepting that brand of card, you have to accept them all. So they may be making a decision, but my guess is that there's something pretty explicit in their contract that says they can't do that. Well, but I mean, that's... I, I don't know that the that the that the, uh, the credit card company should have the ability to tell anybody at all it's something like that. They signed a deal saying that you guys we're going to get a one percent fee or one and a half. Then you pop out a card where you where you're taking four. Why should the place have to take it? Well, are they really are they taking four on that specific card? Oh, I think it was. I, had a, I think your discount rate is, you know, that's between you and and generally a bank, but uh, you and your merchant uh, services. Well, I, I, I can't believe that the 3% I get off for gas at the Myers isn't coming out of Myers Hyde. Who else is, who's else it coming out of? Yeah, I, you know, and, and I don't know, because I, I, I can't ever remember getting a percentage off for using a specific card. You don't get a percentage off, but you get you get the rebate at the end of the month. Or the end of the year, or whatever. Okay, well, that's supposed to be from your card issuer. Okay, oh, oh. I I think it's coming from. There's 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 no way they're not getting it out of the merchant. It's it's in the fees. The fees got to be getting to be so high that they can afford to do it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, a merchant like Meyer's not going to pay very much. I, I mean, their discounts. Yeah, I, I, we're we're kind of feeling our way through yeah. what the program is without. The specific facts, so we probably should. So let you're it saying go. you're saying it's a it's a it's a rebate from City because they're getting so much interest. I, yeah. Okay. I think that's we, what I think. Well, then, then yeah, it's probably some combination of both. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, so we got the Fed today. What do you think? Uh, is it, are, I think Kevin, they're they're willing to say that what we have now is just going to be the way it is. And that's that's why the market is repricing like this. The market, it's not because everybody decided that the companies deserve to be a sixty p instead of fifty. There's nothing. I mean, it, it can't be that. It never is. Whenever you see moves in the markets like this, it's always it's always some underlying move in currency value behind it, up or down. And uh, I think the Fed is basically telling people we're not going to stop. We're going to stop chopping the money supply. We're going to we're going to cut the balance sheet a little bit, but not enough towards to make any difference. And oh, by the way, here we are. And government, you can keep spending whatever you want, and we'll keep we'll keep making up the difference between what you're taxing and what you're and uh, whatever you can't borrow, we'll make up the difference and print it for you. I, I think that's right where we're back to. And I just I'm I'm appalled by that. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? So we've we've gone full circle, is what you're saying? Yeah, we gone full circle. We we kind of we kind of did a little a little show for a little while there, but uh, but now we're. Um uh, now, now we're back to where we started, right? And uh, and and for those people who you know, like I said, if I got on national TV and said what I just said, the first thing uh, one of the one of the ladies would say to me is, "Well, if you're right, how come it hasn't happened so far?" You know, you think thirty-five billion is the number, or trillion is the number, we're going to have a problem. Uh, and now all of a sudden, there's no way these guys are letting 
these 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 rates go to six or seven percent, Kevin. How they how are they going to pay it? Well, they, and that's you know that's the big dilemma for the government uh, government right now. They uh, they can't really afford the interest that they have to pay. Well, and, and uh, put yourself over that. and put yourself in their position. The the only way they pay this money back is to, is to degrade the currency to the point where twenty years from now when they're paying it back, it's worth half what they borrowed it from. Right. Yeah, good that's, deal, huh? So that's that's the deal. Now the question is, are, is the population going to let these guys do that when they're getting enriched along the way? And the answer appears yes. to be yes. <laughs> appears to be yes. The answer appears to be yes. But I don't know. There's not any one thing that's interesting in our in our alleged democracy. Uh, that article I, I sent you yesterday. Yeah, it's a constitutional whatever it is. Yeah, constitutional everybody's it. We really don't have any other than the the ballot box, which is seemingly getting further and further away from being any kind of a a choice because the choices we have are are usually both horrible. I mean, I, I, that article I sent you from uh, Newt Gingrich yesterday. He talked about uh, the reason why this Trump thing is dividing the con- country dramatically is I don't think even the the most stalwart Trumper thinks the guy doesn't deserve something because he's basically been a sleaze bag forever. But the the difference between all the other people that everybody knows have, have been rampant bad people for a long time just go along unscathed, and the, the picking and choosing and who you go after, I have to agree with them on that. I honestly do, even though I can't stand the man. I mean, I don't I don't know how you uh, you don't you don't spank the FBI for their actions. I don't see how the Clintons continue to get away with it. I don't see. It. I mean, I, I I don't see it. I mean, I I if I'm one of those guys that are a Trump person, I'm I'm incensed by it because even though the guy, you know, he, he was caught speeding. Let's face it, he was caught speeding. But we all know that everybody's speeding, and, it, and it's getting worse. And the amount of money people are taking out there, I don't, I don't I don't see anything in this Constitution that allows the population to fix it. Kevin, do you? They expect well, they, I, we we don't. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Trump promised to drain the swamp last time. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Now this time, at least in certain quarters, it probably will because it's if if he wins, it's going to be his revenge tour. So what? and and uh, I don't put I don't put being good at revenge past him. So well, I mean, it, um, you, you don't really so, want that either because the, the man has no business being president. I mean, I, 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 no, I understand that, and and I don't think that'll be healthy for the country. Um, it it might be very entertaining. Well, that's, uh, at times, uh, that's what so we have we, TV for. We, and well, yeah, except that hey, if politics is going to suck and, and screw us anyway, it might as well be entertaining. Well, we got to dance the Russian there, but I remember uh, reading one one quote from some constitutional scholar, and they said the the weakest spot of the of the Constitution has to do with essentially governing the president. And said the reason why is all those guys knew. That the president was going to be George Washington, and he was above reproach, and they just sort of had this ridiculous assumption in the back of their mind that every president going forward was going to be a George Washington, and they're not. It was an interesting quote. I don't know about the Constitution, uh, in the down and dirty of it, to make that to say whether that's true or not. But it was a pretty interesting quote, don't you think? Yeah, and, yeah, it is, and uh, I, you know, I I think it's um, well. It, the the problem is in part at least well no in in large part is that we've had uh, 
we've allowed um, the uh, uh, Congress has allowed the executive branch to absorb too much of its authority and why they've done that I, I you know it's it's wonderful when your president is in office and it really really sucks when the other uh, yeah. uh, uh, president well, the is supreme, in office the supreme court and, is, is is now becoming uh you know they, they got problems too which anyway okay we'll talk more about it on Friday. sp futures up six nancy futures up 25 be right back the professor russell rhodes how much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy do you truly know the odds welcome to luckbox the Control Freak's Guide to Life, Money, and Probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck, get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They're located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tomorrow with Greg Pappas on the board. SP Futures up 5, NASDAQ Futures up 20, which isn't very much these days. Do we have the professor? Russell, are you with well, us? Let's unmute him. Sorry about that, Russell. Yeah, why don't you? We don't want to mute the professor. <laughs> are you there? Maybe he was muted and he left. Am I here now? Yeah, I'm you're there. You, I, I can hear you. I'm here. What's Yay. up? Huh? I'm here. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? How the kids, the wife, the dog? Well, the, the d- girlfriend. Can we talk about the girlfriend? I- I think the girlfriend's the one you have. The, yeah, the girlfriend is. Um, <laughs> she, she's fine. So. Uh, actually, had a you know a pretty good week in the uh, housing piece because she. Uh, oh, it is one of these these creatures that uh, really when, when when she finds the right house for somebody, she's as happy as they are. I mean, she just that's happy. awesome. That's, I mean, she just, I, I, you know that 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 uh, you know I, I have like you know the the investment background and all that kind of stuff and now I teach and I love it when you know a 19 year old asks me uh, why why are you doing this instead of you know out there making money hand over fist 
and and they just don't quite get when I say because I like doing this. Yeah, <laughs> and I like and I and I like when I see you guys. My, my favorite class ever was I taught finance to a bunch of nursing students, and watching them finally grasp time value of money was one of the most satisfying things in my career. There's nothing better, nothing better than you know actually liking what you do and getting fired up when it's going well. Well, I mean, you know, there are people yep. that wouldn't mind giving a finance class to a group of hot nurses. Uh, I didn't say hot nurses. Oh, I right. I know. Nurses. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. You know, you know it, 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 do you have this underlying goal to, to bring me back to industry because no. you know, the academic <laughs> world? Oh, God. No. <laughs> Because the academic world is like, what do we I got mean, you, going on you, here? You, you, you enjoy the students, and but no, I, I had a place, I do, I uh, and I, or I don't want to, I don't even want to know the details or whatever. But somehow or another, there is this couple who uh, says the guy is a terrific, real nice guy, big guy, bigger than me, evidently, being like six five, mm. and uh, somehow he was involved in some industrial accident or something in the place where I don't know what happened, but I don't know the details, but. The company fought the guy for eight years before they gave him any money. Oh. And he couldn't work. God. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. work. So they, I don't know, they were living in some, you know, very low-rent thing they could afford, and somehow or another she was, I don't know, whatever the whole deal was. But they ended up getting some kind of a settlement, and Audrey found him a place uh, when there's virtually nothing on the market that is mm-hmm. uh, two blocks from their daughter, has a huge master bedroom suite with a walk-in, even if he gets worse, Wheelchair accessible shower and everything in the bed. Uh, but I'd also has the since she traded on the freighting floor for a while as a broker, she can make a deal. So evidently the place was <laughs> was offered at like four ninety nine or something. And mm-hmm. uh, there's people going in and out to see it because there's not much on the market. And the lady says to her, "You know, I want it." And Audrey goes, "Are you willing to pay what they're paying?" She goes, "We'll do it." And she goes, "You know what? I want it." Even if it doesn't appraise, you know, we now have the money, we're going to take it. So Odd corrals the other agent and says, right now we're going to give you 500 grand. we're going to waive the appraisal, take it or we're walking. The lady goes, I'll talk to the owner. She goes, we're done. <laughs> they kicked everybody else out. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I knows how to make a deal. I mean, I everybody, know. get out of this open house. We're yeah. done. Yeah, hell with the open house. We're done. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, she knows how to, she had a sense for what they were looking for. And she just uh-huh. dropped what they were looking no, for right in front of them and said, do you want it or don't you? And uh, mm-hmm. they're two blocks in there. They can't wait to move in. And you know what? She's so happy it's scary because she, she knows she helped these people out and can't wait to go, uh-huh. to, din- can't wait to, go to dinner with them and the whole bit. And, uh, you know, it, yeah. when something like that happens, it, it's fun. I mean, it really is fun. I mean, when I get to yeah. help a client and, and, uh, and uh, something and, and, and get, make them feel a little less worried about their, their investments and maybe have to spend less time on watching CNBC and worrying about it and spend more time on the golf course. I mean, that's what I do too. I mean, and I think mm-hmm. when, I, I have, I have not, you two dudes, I have not met two people happier at what they do than you and Kevin. And you're both doing the teaching thing. Oh yeah. No, it, it's, uh, no, I, I, well, I don't know. I probably, I might not be as good at teaching stuff if I hadn't done the other stuff first, but you know, part of me is like, I, I wish I'd just, Stayed in school, got the PhD, and taught college kids my whole life. You know, you know, there's a Might separation. Not, but, without, but without the world experience, I probably wouldn't be very good at it. 
Well, the, there's a huge difference uh, these days. I mean, to me, I, you know, it's a very small sample. There's a huge difference uh, between the people that teach adults, which you and Kevin both do. I mean, his, yeah. His, and and the, the people that teach elementary and high school now, I don't find too many of those people that really like it. Dealing with the parents. Oh my God! Kids. I, mean, I I actually was was gonna do like a little high school seminar thing, and um, and and I quit. I was ten minutes in, and I was like, you know what? This is a waste of my time. Kids, stay here. I walked down to the principal's office. I said, I said, this is absolutely ridiculous. You should be embarrassed at how they're acting in there, and walked out. Yeah, I don't think it's a. It's all. I, I didn't. I just did not have. I. I was like, "Are you?" And then a couple of the kids harassed me on Twitter for a little while as well. Yeah, there's no. Uh, I think the art of the art of parenting has somehow lost its way, and it's just, I was never a parent. I can't really criticize. I, I just, just. I could not believe the the way they were acting toward me. It was just. Why well, can't know, I can't I, imagine? I'd be, I'd be in mid sentence and they just shout crap out at me. I'm like, you know what? You know. I, I, you guys don't care about being here. I got a lot of other things I could do. Um, I didn't throw out there. It, it's, it was when I was uh, working at SIBO. I didn't throw out there what SIBO pimped me out at per hour. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, oh, well. So, but I mean, it's a, kids, kids today, I'm shaking my fist. Well, I, don't, I mean, what's, I mean, what's it's the... A, it's, un, it's unfortunate, but... For all of the ones that act like that, there are uh, the handful. Of, there's the handful of them that you want to help, and oh, yeah. you know that are yeah. So I, I try to, I try to fixate on that. You know, it seems like uh, Russell. There's, there's a there's a bigger disparity. There's some of the kids, I think, are are in a lot of ways better. Well, better is a horrible term, but uh, I know what you mean. Though. There's yeah. the kids that absolutely want to be around, and then there's kids. I don't even. I don't want to be on the same block with them. But we were, we seemed like we were more of a an average group. I mean, everybody behaved in class, and even though they had some goofballs. But I mean, it's, it's something something's weird in the water. I mean, it's uh, I don't know what it is. What what did you make? I don't know if you're listening earlier. What would you make of my kind of bizarre opinion on where the Fed has now decided this is all okay, and we're seeing that's that's what's got the market running up. That they're no longer going to fight this, and they're going to write back to put more currency in the market. Did this? Somehow the market has absorbed it, the, the economy's absorbed it, and we're okay, and we're not going to worry about it. We're not going to attack this price oh. level at all. I mean, something's weird here. You don't get these stocks going up these many days in a row if there hasn't been some kind of tone change. Uh, I don't necessarily think there's a tone change, but like a, a tone change at the very moment, other than um, we're everybody's reacting how the stock market is has been behaving. You know, it, it's the. I, I, you know, I hate to give him any credit whatsoever because he's such a scumbag. But you know, Soros was all about this reflexivity stuff, where something happens and it causes people to change their behavior a little bit. And one of the main ones is uh, you see the stock market going up, even if it's very narrow based, and and most people are you know not benefiting from it. Um, it's broadening out. But um, yeah, no, it is now. It's starting yeah. to broaden out. I, yeah, I know. Um, I'm I'm long the Russell and short the S and P. I know it's broadening out because <laughs> um, that's one way to one way to play that. There, but yeah, just the whole fear of missing out thing causes people to to you know push the stock market higher than it probably should or make it behave in a way that it maybe shouldn't 
in reaction to what's going on in the economy, but something else that's coming up, and I've forgotten the exact date, but I know it's coming up within the next year to 18 months or so, is the Fed reviews what their targets are going to be, et cetera. Uh, and there's a feeling that they may bump their acceptable inflation number up. And if they do that, um, that I, I do think that would be that that would kind of confirm what you're saying, which is that their attitude is where we are now is is okay, or it's closer to status quo than what we'd experienced in the previous decade. Well, what do you I mean? So they, we're, appro- I, we're approaching it. We're approaching a time where uh, they do they they recon they, they do a deep dive reconsideration of like the target inflation rate. I see. I I don't know why. Russell, I mean, just maybe I'm reading the wrong stuff, but I am absolutely convinced, absolutely convinced that this this is a, a, an incredible attempt because of who's controlling who to favor people that own assets versus people who don't. And in, in an equilibrium world, I mean, if you're going to teach an economics class like the guys mm-hmm. used to, I mean, not that you can't, I'm sure you can, it shouldn't really make any difference over a long period of time whether you're a long-term developer slash lessee or somebody who just owns the building. You, one should mm-hmm. not benefit dramatically versus the other if everything was in equilibrium, and that's not the case here. I mean, the, no, it's not not the case at all. And it, it, it's, um, I've been reading more and more about Fed uh, um, history, etc. cetera. Uh, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the people that... that helped invent the Fed are the ones that do benefit from higher interest rates. And it it, it, it it goes beyond that now. If wealthy people benefit from higher interest rates and the the, the unwashed masses, I think that's one of the phrases you like to use, um, are actually hurt by higher interest rates. Um I'm gonna say I mean, I'm gonna say that, that that used to be true the way these guys have contrived it this time uh, that's not the way it is because the people who can borrow money at less than inflation rate and, mm-hmm. and, and buy assets with them, they're the massive winners. They're not able to benefit with that right now. They're, well, um, no, they're, they're the massive winners. The, the Amazons, the, the guys who can buy uh, the Washington, what are they, the commanders at $6 billion yeah. and, and pay 3% when the inflation rate's 5 they're the winners. Mm-hmm. You and I can't do that. Didn't Steve Ballmer use a margin loan to? Uh, yeah, yeah. By <laughs> by his sports team. What he bought team? the basketball team? Yeah. Or, yeah. I think he just said, "This is my portfolio." Yeah, but I'm, I'll bet it? I'll bet he didn't pay the same on margin that you and I would. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. that's never been different. I mean, they've always been able no, no, to no, do no, that. You, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 There's no, no, no. There's never been a time where people with more money and there was, more everything have not had better access I'm, to I'm, I'm, I understand that part, yeah. but, but you, you, the the inflation rate affects everybody. So the, yeah, if, infl- and if inflation is ahead of what they're getting interest-wise, it's, it, it's not helping anybody. No. Yeah, I think that's where you were. Yeah. Because I mean, uh, the I mean, I, I've seen. But at what, at what point, Russell? And I'm not saying I'm there yet. At what point do I become right when everything, houses go up, stocks go up, 50p, 60p, 70p, 
is it not the stock going up? It's the it's the dollar going down. But I'm, I mean, versus those things, not versus other currencies, or just the inflation impact yeah. on the stock. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, there's definitely a, a a good portion of that. How how is it if you I mean, if you were to write uh, one of your, your your peeps write a PhD paper? Why this time versus last time inflation? Why last time did every individual people's interest rates keep up with inflation, and this time not? What did the, what did the Fed do different? Was it was it contrived? Was it how how is it that people were never able to maintain their money in risk-free assets this time versus last time they were? Is it just because the Fed poured, poured the money in for the governments, or they poured so much in that nobody, everybody's, nobody's afraid to, everybody's afraid to buy a bond or, or sell a bond or what? Well, I, I think it's that banks don't have to compete by offering, you know, we'll, we'll have, let's call it a livable interest rate, like a livable wage. <laughs> but um, banks, they, they, they're not really having. There's so much money running around, they don't have to do anything to attract, uh, you know, cash. So they don't they don't worry about raising rates. They don't worry about staying. You know, it's not like um, the three gas stations at an intersection where they all have to compete with each other on price. They um, they the banks are not really having to compete on uh, paying us for us for us to deposit our money with them, like they've had in the future in the past. And part of that might have to do with less competition. Um, another part of it might be that. Uh, they don't really care about attracting, you know, regular old deposits because they really don't want to be in the business of lending anymore. Well, I think and, it has to have something to do, Russell, with the idea that they were willing to go out and and print money and buy. And anybody who thought they wanted, I mean, I mean, I mean one of the biggest. I tell you what, you you and I have been doing this for a while, but I'm gonna say seven, eight. Whenever these interest rates got down to where they were almost zero. The, the biggest trade ever was in just shorten these bonds when they got to you know whatever one twenty one twenty five to TLT. You know I had that trade on for three years, and I'm mm. not sure I made any dough. A couple times we did, then all of a sudden the Fed had poured right back in. And you get shoved right where the sun don't shine. It you, it was it was an obvious trade, but they just kept putting so much in that the rate kept going down. And when they were led by or we led them, the people over in Europe. I mean they they got no interest. Mm-hmm. I mean that. How did, how, did they, how did they ever pull that off? Or is it just that they, they, they flooded so much in it just overwhelmed the, it, it overwhelmed the pump or what? I think it just, I think they just continued to uh, make sure there was enough cash available for everyone. Um, and, and, that's what, and, that, and the Fed's done that as well, is they've made, they've, they've made it possible for banks to operate and you know, do things where banks distribute some capital but they don't have to worry too much about um, getting getting money from the other side because there's just so much money floating around. Well, what, where's the if they're willing to start doing that again, which it looks to me like they are, because last week mm. the uh, uh, you know the the federal well, the, the uh, I'll, I'll dig up the the balance sheet here in a second, but they they the balance sheet went up you know went up a hair last week, not very much, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, but if you look at the entire year, they've been screwing around with this where they were going to pull it back down. They haven't done squat. Are they are they just going to say that, that this is it now? We're not even we're just going to maintain this balance sheet forever. Nobody even talks about no, it. No, I think I think they're going to try to bring the they're going to try to 
bring it down, but they're, they, they, they've got a hair trigger as far as, uh, making sure nothing, nothing that appears to be bad, like in a, you know, like the regional banking issues that we've had, which the TV liked to call a crisis. That was never a crisis. Right. Um, but they, yeah, but, you know, it the, caused them to put, it caused them in two week, in a two week period. Because the, the, only, the only entity that acted like it, well, I guess a couple of entities acted like it was a crisis. The banks that went out of business, it was a crisis to them, but the Fed acted like it was a crisis and, you know, started, uh, you know, they, they, they stopped the trend of taking the balance sheet down. They, they, put, they put $400 billion it, there was a, it, there was a There was a two or three day period when the Silicon Valley Bank stuff was going on that the derivative markets adjusted to say the Fed wasn't going to raise rates anymore. When that was going on, and it flipped right back around uh, within about three days when, you know, the, when the, the Fed was uh, stopped re- stopped reducing the balance sheet. Well, in, so, in monetary you know, theory... In, re- in reaction to a few regional banks going under, and I know there were big regional banks, and, and I feel for the people that worked at those places and, and everything else. But um, you know, the Fed the Fed immediately overreacted. So the new maybe it's just the new the new status quo is that the Fed you know the, the Fed safety net is right below us. If we if we fall off the high wire, we only fall about five. Well that's feet that's the message. To, that's the message. Yeah. As opposed to the scary, you know, United Center uh, November circus where if they fall off that, it's going to be pretty dramatic when they fall off that rope. They're going to hit the net still, but there's going to be an audible gasp if they fall as opposed to, you know, they fell five feet and you're like, well, so what? I can do that. <laughs> well, but I, I, I guess here, here's where I'm, I have a, an issue with it because, I, you know, as you know, I talk to a gazillion people and so do you. I wish I was talking to more young people like you do, but... Uh, I'm talking about. No, you don't. No, 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 you really don't. Go ahead. You know what? A couple of people you've had on the show are pretty cool. Well, that those, those are the ones that keep me going. All right. Well, that, that, those the those really are the ones that keep. Right, me going. On October fifth, twenty twenty two, the Fed balance sheet was at eight seven five nine. Uh, okay. Over the next between October and March, November, December, January. Five months, they got down to eight three four two. Okay, some sort that's of a, a redu- that 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 that's a reduction. That's a reduction, and to be in the, <laughs> but the, uh, well, but we're up from four, right? So I know, no, yeah. I know that was that yeah. was me being kind of sorry. No, but it, no, but I'm saying is yeah. what you just said. I don't know if you if you you're not staring at this thing like I am. Fortunately for you, uh, in the two weeks of the crisis, they erased that entire drop. They went back up to eight eight seven three three. And now we've we've crunched back yeah. down a little bit to uh, where we're actually we we're up a little last week. We're down to eight three eight nine, which is right about where we were uh, in where the hell in uh, in uh, let's say uh, September eighth, twenty twenty one. So in almost pushing two years now, we've we've we're unchanged. So. The message to me is, I mean, if, is that if the market ever had a bad week, they'd pour enough money. Whatever it is now, this is the solution. We pour money in. Yeah, they're fixing everything. Yeah, they're fixing everything, and the the, the Fed put is back 
at least in people's minds. So you know, translating that into trading, I just was talking about Tesla. Now today I'll make, what, 15 straight days up? We're up to 80, 80 times, 85 times earnings, somewhere in there. For a car company, yeah. I mean, we got yeah, and you and you know the you know the best part of that one is yeah. I, I live out here, um, you know, in the western suburbs, and people from Chicago will know that uh, Ogden Avenue is one of those streets that has a whole ton of car dealerships. Um, it's not like it's not like the ones that you visualize in you know new suburban places where there where it's a three lane road on both sides. It's a two lane road with a a lot of car dealerships right you know right there on the curb. And the Tesla dealership, for uh, you know, for the past few weeks, it used to be there would be two or three Teslas on the lot, and now it's it's almost like they're trying they got to find enough place to park all of what they have. So at the same time, the that inventory seems to be building up at Tesla. The stock goes up fifteen days in a row. Well, I, see, I don't think it, I meant the, what I'm saying here is I don't think it has anything to do with. The uh, the value it has to do with just I don't either. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just saying it in a in a different way. Is that um, it's not like um, those cars are you know being you know th- th- there's a waiting list to get those cars anymore. Some people would say that it, Tesla's a battery or an AI company more so than a yeah. car manufacturer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That I mean that 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 argument's going to go away. And and I think it's already starting to go away. I think there, there has become this real. There, at least for a little while, there was this realization that uh, Tesla was actually a car company because we were they were experiencing their first recession and they were having they were they were having some difficulty getting the cars off the lot. They still are. I I mean I I see it now that and, and so you know they they will continue to try to position themselves as something else, but in reality, over the long term, they're gonna they're they're gonna be a car company. And in the reality, they're gonna be a car company like GM and Ford and Chrysler and everybody else because they're all making more and more electronic or electric vehicles. Well when you talk about this NVIDIA, which we talked last week, of course it was a go through four hundred. Well it's now four ten. Uh mm-hmm. and we're we're pushing I think they're they're higher than ten times revenue. That's a that's a number. And oh, I, I'm sure they easily are. Um, and ADM didn't ADM come out yesterday with some huge new chip saying it was going to challenge uh, Nvidia's. Uh, yeah, they had. Uh, I believe AMD had uh, AMD, artificial, yeah. artificial intelligence. Yeah, we well, you know. Just a quick aside on on Ogden Avenue, uh, kind of a, a history thing. You're right. Every big car dealer is strung out in a row. There it used to be like, uh, was it Wabash Avenue way back in the day and. Western Avenue when, when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah, uh, Western was, um, yeah. And uh, my cousin had a, back when, uh, I'll say, car phones came out, they, weren't, they were not even cell phones, he had a place across the street. It was an Ameritech dealer, a franchise, back when Ameritech had franchises, until they decided mm-hmm. the franchisees were, were uh, making too much money, so they launched their own stores and basically put their franchisees out of business. He had another great power play by, by essentially a monopolist. Uh, yeah. So he was, they had three bays. And when you drove out of the, I don't even know if there was a Lexus back then, your Mercedes, your BMW, whatever it was, first thing he did is drove over to his place. He had three bays, and how many people were working there all day long, putting car phones into cars for people. He had the little antenna and the whole bit on the top. Oh, fine. He, had, he did amazingly well. The only problem is uh, he's one of these Southside guys that Will not will not be, you know, 
you, you can't tell him he's a failure, right? Uh, so even mm-hmm. though Ameritech started like undercutting him at their own store and all these other kinds of things, and he ended up winning some kind of a lawsuit against him, but he still stayed in the business instead of saying, I'll take my, my chunk and run. He, he would never do that. So it got to the point. You want to keep, keep doing yeah, the thing? Yeah, and he started selling the cell yeah. phones, and of course they competed against those, and, and, and they even closed the base. You never wanted one in your car anymore. But um, it was, they, were, they were so busy. And you're right, that, that, mm-hmm. is, that is not just auto row, that's high-end auto row. Right. It's yeah. A, I, mean, I don't well, know. It it depends. It depend, I mean, there's. I, well, it's funny because it is high end. I mean, there's there's a Maserati and a Porsche dealership, and um, there's another one that you wouldn't see in common places. But uh, you want to know the smartest guy on Ogden Avenue? He's at the Lincoln dealership, which is right next door to the Tesla dealership. And the reason he's the smartest guy, if he's the if, if whoever the one whoever works there deserves a medal. You know what they've got parked as close as they possibly can to the uh, Tesla dealership at the Lincoln dealership? Electric Mustangs. Really? Yeah, they have like five of them right there. Uh, you 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 don't you, you almost don't even have to walk off the Tesla lot to just. Well, maybe I'll go take a look at one of these real quick. You know, Ford owns guys, Lincoln. These guys right, don't miss. I was like, that aren't even Lincolns. These guys don't miss there. a trick. You know, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think that those dudes now they make almost all their dough either on the financing or on the on the service. Oh, yeah. But I, I told you that when Audrey got her new car, um, the guy of course she knows the guy who worked for her uncle that sold it to her, and uh, they now have a, a loan person for repairs. Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, we'll finance your we'll finance your big repair. Well, I mean, if you if you if you need yeah. a transmission or something, it's, a dealer wants twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not yeah. like me going to the guy in the south side that I know that'll rebuild it by himself for fifteen hundred or something. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. It might be four grand. <clears throat> but uh, what did uh, God? What did Dan Janitas tell him he when he, when he went out in his Mercedes? It was just out of warranty, and he he had that, what did he pay twenty G for one? <clears throat> it was some That's massive number. <clears throat> yeah, they and he couldn't get it for like three months. He had to get it from Europe or someplace. <laughs> he still got the car. I was like, Dan, you didn't. I mean, how do I sell it without a transmission? I'm like, good point. <laughs> it's not going yeah. SP Futures up six, Nancy Futures up 24. Fed day today. Be right back, Stocks and Jacks. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, 
or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Hello, welcome back to Tyson Jackson. I'm Tim Howell, Greg Pappas on the board. SP Futures up 7 and a quarter. NASDAQ Futures up 20. We're up like we always are, but not as much up as we usually are. Uh, lately, down on 72. That's almost all due to United Healthcare down 27 bucks. It's almost 6%. Everybody else, well, we got Microsoft down 20 cents and Intel down a dime, but uh, everything else is pre-market and the Dow is green. Uh, everything I've got pre-market transportation average is green, so it looks like a, unless the Fed oopsies or the guy says something during his his uh, speech, I'm guessing we're probably up again today like we always seem to be. Uh, Euro, uh, Euro, 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 Europe, DAX up 84 points, 0.5 percent, FTSE up 39.5 percent, kick around up 55.7, so up across the board over there. Well, reasonably strong, too. Nikkei up 43. Uh, we're going to have to have Russell coming, and the Nikkei can't stop going up here. Because, of course, their interest rates are still 0.5%. So they keep pushing you know, the, the yen into the, into the market as well. Hang Seng, however, is down 113, 0.5% uh, in 19,408. Uh, so they're not even, I mean, they're not at a yearly low anymore. But as Nikkei goes up every day trying to get to all-time highs, Hang Seng is not going with it. Shanghai down 4.1%. They too have not been doing all that well. Now, yesterday we were up again. Up 145, S&P up 30, NASDAQ up 111. Uh, at least it wasn't a full percent in the NASDAQ, which I guess is probably a dip almost. Uh, bonds down 3 basis points, 3.80. Bund up 2, 2.45. Japan right here at 0.43. So obviously there's an issue between the rest of the world and Japan that is probably causing those stocks to go up. Uh, oil up 55 cents, but under 70, 69.97. Brent up 65 cents, 74.94. Natural gas up four cents, 238. Uh, gold up 310, 19.61. Where it seems like it's right about here, 19.61. We go north of that, we go south of that, come right back to it. Silver up a dime, 23.92. We go over 24, and we come right back down like whack-a-mole. Copper up a penny, 3.84. Bitcoin it seems to be weathering the storm with the finance thing. Up $87 uh, to 25975 They're down a little bit. Don't look like they're crashing or anything. U.S. dollar uh, down again today. The euro is now over 108 which is high as it's been in at least several weeks. And the British pound is almost 127 at 126.66. What do you got for us, Weather Sports? Good morning, everyone. Wednesday the 14th, 7.36 a.m. Chicago at 68 degrees, high of 69. Phoenix, 72 degrees currently, high of uh, 99 today, plenty of sunshine. However, there is an air quality alert until 9 o'clock p.m., so watch out for that in Phoenix. Traffic in Chicago, inbound Kennedy, O'Hare to Interchange is 61 minutes now. Uh, Edens, inbound Edens, Lake Cook to the Interchange is 65 minutes. Inbound Stevenson is 31 minutes, and the Bishop Ford from I-80 to the Interchange is 34 minutes. Sports, um... Let's see, Nuggets beat the Heat, 
that was for the championship in basketball. In hockey, we have the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup four to or nine to three, and that makes the series four to one. They win, and Cubs beat the Pirates at home. That was eleven to three. White Sox lose to the Dodgers. That was one to five, and the Diamondbacks lost to the Phillies, um, three to fifteen. That's all I got, Chief. Back to you. What? Um, hey, Russell, you were. Uh, I don't know. Did you get the the? Uh, thing, uh, did I send a thing to, uh, from you from Lou to you regarding the uh, name, image, and likeness stuff? The the, the two twins. I mean, a chance. Yeah, the girls from, uh, were were those the the girls from Miami? Uh, well, they were from. Uh, Fresno State, and then because of the big booster, got them together. They ended up playing a year at Miami, and they had, they had a year left, and and didn't uh, and did not play that year. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty yeah. And then Miami got fined five grand for having the big booster, essentially push the girls to uh, to to Miami or something like that. It was a uh, it was sort of weird. Uh, but the uh, yeah, how it, can you get how can you get fined over that? That's that's the new rule, man. Um, that's what I would think too. I mean, it's but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't get it. That's you know that the the player the people show up on campus and and that's one of the questions they ask is can I make some money in my name image likeness here? Uh, and and you got to have that discussion at some point. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I mean, maybe if you wrote them a check for a million bucks and they didn't actually do anything. I, I guess that that might be a bit of a problem, but all they had to do was show up and get their picture taken a couple of times, and that would be it, I guess. I don't. Well, I don't, he, he put himself. Um, in, the, the, he, the he, pro, there, there, there are no rules around this thing right now. Well, that, that and that and that is a, a bit of an issue, but much you know, much like money is gonna money money has now ruined golf for me. Thank you, yeah. you know, live and everything. Um, money has you know coming. Going to a group of five university, um, where you know you you you, you still you, you follow them, you love them, but you know you know they're no, you know University of Memphis is never going to uh, win a national championship in football, uh, but they're going to have some kind of fun years. Uh, it becomes more and more difficult to follow teams, it, you know, when you've got 130 or so you know, Division One college football teams. And there are five of them that continuously dominate all the time. Uh, you just kind of get burned out on on you know rooting for your team, or, or it becomes less. You know, if you can't actually win anything, you know, why why are you still following and rooting for the team? And as the rich have gotten richer in college sports, the average attendance, and this is across the board, even for like the richer teams. The average attendance for football games is down like ten percent over the last decade. Yeah, well, you're and, and and it's because it becomes less and less interesting to you know less and less interesting to watch. It, you know, you and Notre Dame. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people with deep pockets that would be more than happy to to make sure Notre Dame has a you know has a bunch of big fellas to come play football every year. Um, what if you know? You remember, and you know this, uh, Notre Dame, because you taught me this. Notre Dame used to not go to bowl games yeah. because, the, and and their bowl record is kind of skewed relative to the other football blue bloods uh, because they they believed in the amateurism of college football. Let's say they decide uh, we're not going to do NIL. Um, how long? You know, 
how much longer are they going to have their own football? Co- how long are they going to have their own TV contract if that happens? They will be in the um, same league as the University of Chicago. Yeah, well, they'll 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 you know be kind of like University of Memphis. Uh, oh no, Chicago actually got rid of football in, in for a while. Yeah, yeah, Chicago. Now you know they would drop down a division or whatever with Chicago. Yeah. Uh, they still be Division One, but. Uh, and it would probably be a really cool thing to go to Notre Dame games and stuff, and they'd probably have a bunch of people show up. But that TV money is going to go away, go away real quick. Well, so that, that's that's, they, what, drives, they, that's so, what drives so everything. Gun- yeah. So these people didn't. Uh, these people obviously did not have a mother like we did that said, "Just because he's doing it, you don't get to do it." But now the excuse for everything <laughs> is everybody else is doing it. You've got to do it. Yeah, you got to. You got to do it because the other hell, guys doing down, it. I, down at Memphis, I, I only read the headline, but down at Memphis. Um, they they were holding a fundraiser to put money together for the NIL for the basketball team. Well, and did you, did I send you guys the article about? Did you know the White Sox have eight NIL people? You mean that they that they but pay at different? They're at different. No, they're at different. Um, they're at different. It's. Uh, a couple of people at DePaul, one person at Notre Dame, and the and the other five were at Big Ten universities, and none of them were baseball players. But uh, the White Sox were doing like some NIL stuff. Like like what? I don't know. I I I I just read the article about the White Sox had, you know, I, I assume that they you know rep the Sox somehow at, at some of the local schools. Okay, that's yeah. But um, but I, I thought that was kind of interesting too that a pro sports franchise was uh, participating in the NIL. I'll bet you if you if you match up the people that work for the Sox, not the players, but the people that work for the Sox, um, that you'll find some key people that went to the universities that that well, you know, my, they've got an NIL. One of my friends, at. one of my friends from school, uh, Leo Breen, his dad was uh, uh, with Bill Veck and those guys. He was the uh, uh-huh. the controller. Yeah. And Leo's job at age and uh, a couple of my other buddies, uh, Bill Hake and a couple of other guys, they would go to the games with Leo and they would help him. Talk about back in the day, you actually got your account from people in the park from the turnstile. So Leo's job. Yes, at, yeah, Leo's job and one of his buddies was to run around all the uh, turnstiles and write down all the numbers and add them up, see how many people were in the park. <laughs> I mean, it was a different That's, day. <laughs> it was a different era. Yeah. So literally, that's, if you went over the over the turnstile, you didn't get counted. That's fantastic. Um, I, so. My question is, since the people at Memphis uh, have been, I've been opining on this now for a while, and I'd love to, God, I'd love to do a class with you on this, and mm-hmm. on the business, and just the business of where this is liable to be heading. Because uh, oh, it's gonna it's gonna ruin it. Well, what I'm saying in, in terms no, of no, it, no, 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 it's gonna that, that part it, I get. It, it, Back no, up, it's, back gonna, up it's gonna ruin it. You know, I mean, uh, University of Indiana. They they just announced the 2024 and 2025 um, football schedules. Yep. Uh, for the Big Ten, and they've got an away game in Los Angeles at USC in 2025. Well, because USC is now part I, of the Big Ten, right? Yeah, because you're yeah. They UCLA plays at Indiana in 2024. They just uh, they, they said who's said who's going to play. Yeah, no. Um, but you know, you out at USC, um, you know they. You probably have a decent uh, alumni base in Los Angeles from University of Oregon, University of Washington, maybe even Oregon State, Washington State. 
um, and stay, you know all the schools that that are not necessarily driving, but at least in the same time zone. Um, you know, the only rivalry game USC is going to have that anybody cares about now is UCLA. Yeah. You know, and when they if, if they continue to play Notre Dame annually as well, um, until Notre Dame ends up in the Big Ten, which I think will happen as well. But um, no, it, it, it's just a matter of it's, it's just kind of ruining the sport uh, for for me. You know, Memphis has gotten left behind by uh, Cincinnati and, and Louisville, who used to when I was growing up. Those were the two school we. You know, I, I'd rather punch somebody in the face that went to the University of Louisville uh, than than have anything else to do with them when I, when I was growing up because well, you know they were our, they were our heated, hated rivals. There's guys in Notre Dame Memphis, feel that Memphis way about Southern Cal. <laughs> yeah, Memphis Memphis has no rivals anymore, and I know it's like, well, who gives a damn about uh, yeah you know Memphis football? Well, the couple hundred thousand of us that went to school there do, and you know that the sport is turning into. Uh, I ha- what what is happening in fo- what has happened in football is going to end up happening in basketball as well. It already is. Where yeah, where you just yeah you, know, you you don't have the same rivalries that you had. Well, you look in at the past. look at the all the, tr- yeah. the the stuff lately about Bill Walton. It's, he's come out with some uh, documentary or something something. But the thing of it is, Bill Walton was at UCLA for four years. The, you yeah, you develop rivalries in school. These kids are going to play two, three different places now. But my question well, is: Well, it's just—it's just like they, you know, it's—it's it's like they play for high school and then they play. They, if you if you play at a high school, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue using Memphis as my example. Um, you know, you play for one of the good the good high schools down there, and then more likely than not, you're on an AAU team with the stars from the other high school teams in oh, town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so they they all know each other, but there's re- each other. but and then you know they you, you move on to college, and you know you you kind of have the same attitude about it that you know you're pseudo rivals, but maybe not really rivals. Um, and you know if your if your buddy's having a really good time playing at you know a university a couple states away, you can just up and quit and move down move down there with them as well, which ruins stability for the sport. Memphis will have an all-new roster with the exception of a couple of players next year, and I know that can you know and and you know if you're you're sick of hearing about a school that nobody knows anything about, Kentucky's got the exact same situation going into next year. In fact, they've got they've got multiple scholarships that they still haven't been able to fill. It's Uh, a it's a struggle for schools to to fill up eighty five. I mean, everybody, everybody everybody thinks that that's that that's easy. It's not my remember. I can't remember. Remember Dick Belden. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think he moved to. I, I think he moved to Puerto Rico. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. uh, but he, he he was could have been the biggest sports junkie to be the point of being a total knucklehead. That I, but he was, mm-hmm. he, I love the guy. I mean, I, to this day, I love him. But Beldo would be the guy. He'd say he'd walk up to you in the gym and he go, Tommy, what do you think of uh, two guys in like the light heavyweight fight tonight? And I go. I don't know what light, <laughs> and you wouldn't even know. But he, but he would know yeah. all of what you were saying. He'd say, "Tell me, the Irish are still two guys short of eighty-five on scholarship." Okay, but and this is right before COVID. Well, I mean, that's that's uh, how Alabama. Now I don't know how they're doing with the NIL stuff. I don't think they're because the way the coaches snow when they're probably not doing as well. But they uh-huh. used to, they used to actually have maybe ninety to ninety-five. 
Oh, they would. Yeah. They, they would. They would take and and um, yeah. My, I'm I'm very close with some Auburn people, so God knows I've heard this yeah. one before. But uh, Alabama would. They would recruit the kid that they wanted to start, and then they would recruit the kid that they thought was most likely to start at Auburn and put that kid on the bench. Or or so they they. If you're gonna uh, do that, if you're gonna do that, this goes back to because I want to get more back to this NIL NIL stuff, but this goes back to, uh, I mean, I'm a little older than you. The two the two people that really brought this to a head when you when you recruit kids that are 17 years old. I mean, Russell, you know this. You're gonna show up in the fall, and guess what? There's gonna be 10 of them that don't grow, <laughs> and you go. Why do we recruit this guy, right? And some <laughs> other guys that maybe weren't you barely you barely wanted them, and all of a sudden they're four inches taller and thirty pounds heavier, and you go, "Hey, this was a great recruit." Pat myself on the back. I mean, stuff happens. So yeah. So say the number is eighty-five people. So that that equates to twenty-one a year, right? Well, of course, if you do that and eight or ten don't pan out, you still can get back to eighty-five. So the trick is. If you're a sleazy enough, you either use the fact that it really is only a one-year commitment, a scholarship, correct? By yeah. definition. But yeah. but none of your, I'll use the term, real schools ever did that to people. I mean, uh, they may hope you leave, but they wouldn't really force you out of there. And I knew guys at Notre Dame that ended up playing baseball as a senior because there was no hope of them ever playing football. They didn't, but they never lost their scholarship. So essentially mm-hmm. you lose people along the way just because, A, they don't grow, B, they might get hurt. So at the end of the day, you're lucky to have 45, 50 people, maybe even 40, that are really football players at the level you want them to be. So the trick is if you're a sleazebag or maybe some would say a better coach, depending on where you're from, because i got a great Beldo line from you for you in a minute. He, uh, the, what you want to do is get rid of those guys so you can get more people the next year and fill them in. So the two guys that were the best at that were Daryl Royal and Bob Devaney. Texas and uh, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and uh, so they they used to they used to do that. And now you Alabama is sort of what they did is they take guys over the eighty five and they supposedly had three or four guys every year at this junior college near there that the guys were supposedly paying on their own. Which if you buy that, I got a bridge for you. And mm-hmm. and and then if somebody on the team either quit or got hurt, I think if you're hurt you can you can move if you I think if you there's some way you can push a guy into I don't know what the status would be. Kevin would know. Uh, then you can bring one of those guys on, and he's now your 85th guy. Because mm-hmm. the thing that's spectacular about Alabama, or at least it was in the last decade, them and Ohio State was sort of the same way with Urban Meyer. Notre Dame can get there on a lucky year with their recruits, and, but they're designed that if the seniors go off to be graduate and be pros, they can sort of fill in after that. But, but the Irish had that really good team like four years ago, and all of a sudden, they had like four or five juniors get drafted. They mm-hmm. were, they were scum. Same thing happened to Georgia. They had been, remember the year like they won the championship was it four years ago, five years ago? They they had all those people drafted. And it took them like three years to to reload. Where Alabama never seems to have a problem reloading. Or no, they do not. Their their, their depth yeah. is just better than everybody else's. Or di- or didn't. But or didn't. Yeah. They yeah they didn't uh, they you know they just didn't wake up to the nil thing as quickly as some other schools did uh and you're i and i think you're seeing that in you're seeing a bit of that with some of the schools where uh you know you didn't you didn't have to recruit 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You just people people wanted to play there, and <clears throat> you know the the coaches at schools like that now. And I think I think Calipari is suffering from this. Uh, he's like, this is Kentucky. You should want to play there, play here. Uh, these kids, these kids don't you're, care. And you're talking to somebody who's 17 years old. That's like, okay, what do you you know? Where's the money? Yeah, but don't and, don't uh, think for a second your your buddies at Auburn haven't figured this out because. The kid goes to Alabama, and now he's he's sitting on the bench watching another guy play halfback, running mm. back. Uh, Auburn now, even though you're not supposed to allegedly tamper, I guarantee you that they're going back saying, are you happy with the Alabama choice? By the way, we still got a spot for you here next year. You know that's oh, yeah. happened. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that I kind of hope happens from this is that there are there are players that – are good enough to be out on the field, but they're they're. Th- this is why I'm okay with the transfer thing. If you know, if 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 I get recruited somewhere as a freshman, and then the end all be all, you know, after my first year, uh, they recruit the end all be all of, uh, you know, let's say I'm a running back, uh, of running backs, and it looks like I'm just basically going to be, you know, the number two guy here. I have no problem with somebody, you know, popping up and saying, "I, I want to be on the field. I'd like to go somewhere else and play." Well, the COVID mess uh, gave Me- everybody. You know, Me- Memphis has actually gotten three or four linemen from SEC schools that were like the, yeah. on the second team. You know that. that well, that's what happened junior, with uh, juniors and seniors. So that's it's kind of nice to see them get the opportunity to play. But the jumping, you know, going from Fresno State to University of Miami for women's basketball. Um, for a paycheck, that, that that's where I really start to get just absolutely. Well, everybody bugged. gets everybody. We're, we're back down to since the COVID thing started behind us, we're back down to you can transfer once and not have to sit out. Well, that's the new rule. But COVID, you can transfer those people two, three no, times. No, you can. No, you can. You can jump from school eh. to school to school to school. No, no, you, you can't. can change. Every, you, no, yeah, you no, can. no, no, no. Second, yeah, you can. No, I'll, I see it happening. I'll bet I, you. I, I'll bet you a McDonald's whatever breakfast. Oh goodness! You gracious. get you get one, one one turn where you don't have to sit out. Second time you do. Now, this is after the COVID mess is over, played through. Where Kevin will tweet in. He'll 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 settle us. No, there there is a there's there is someone that left Memphis and of all places, left Memphis and went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State and played instantly, and he's back in the transfer portal again. But I, I bet now he's a graduate. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe he's gets used the graduate. Yeah, you get to, you, That's you, true. You yeah. can you can you can split. You can't split like after freshman year. After sophomore and after junior, you could split after junior and then then split again if you graduate. Oh no, you can split after freshman year. I know, but I'm saying if you do yeah. it two years in a row, you're sitting out second year. Anyway, this okay. is, this is what your Beldo's great line. One one day we're doing the show, and I don't know who was me or somebody probably somebody smarter than me. Somebody said out of all fifty states, there's only like maybe it was two or three, eight, not very many states where the highest paid employee of the state was not mm-hmm. either the football coach or the basketball coach. Yeah, it's um and it's it's two or three western states. Yeah, it's like what one, like, one of them is like the dean of a med school. Yeah, but imagine that being the the, yeah. the head of the chief of surgery at a med school making more than the football coach. I mean, <laughs> and, they, and they were making like 5 or 600,000 but it, yeah. The uh the 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 three that were not coaches um were pro- if if you listed them in order of pay, they were probably the three lowest paid. Yeah, but I think they all were yeah. the head of the med schools. They were they, yeah, maybe one was a law school, but yeah, but but yeah, they were you know they they were in the academic space. That's that. Well, the, the comment you know. from your buddy Beldo was, 
I said, Bella, there's only like three states where the head football basketball coaches and the highest paid player. He looked at me right now and he goes, Tommy, seriously, who would want to live in one of those states? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that special? Anyway, uh, but uh, my question, we got a couple minutes because of one of these, maybe <laughs> next week, we, uh, this whole, how this is all evolving in terms of who gets, who gets, who gets to give people money and stuff. You mentioned that the people were were uh, asking for donations at Memphis. Well, the same thing was happening to where one of our mutual acquaintance here were Michigan because he played ball in Michigan. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I'm going to say that 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 is going to be like a fart in church. That's not going to happen. The, the The companies once they're put together, because I think they're LLCs. Once they're put together, they they are going to have to be able to be self-sustaining. So if you're going to pay uh, Greg Pappas hundred grand to be your quarterback, and he's got to give you know fifteen different appearances to get that, or whatever the deal is, I'm going to mm-hmm. say that the place I got headshots. Has to, well, you got headshots. It has to charge a buck and a quarter <laughs> for those places for him to show up. They're, they can't piss away basically all the dough and go back to the same people next year and say. Give us another mill because I don't think that's even tax deductible. You're not giving it to Memphis. It's probably it's probably not tax deductible. But the the other part of it is it, you're drawing from the pool of cash that normally gets donated to the university. Right, but my, my that's point a, is, that's what that's what's happening is you're so and I which you know it I think to a certain extent extent is okay, but so the nil situation is going to you know if if. If, if down in Memphis, if there's a million bucks floating around every year that gets donated to the basketball program, you know, to either directly through the 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 specific there's right. a specific well, I get it. There's, there's, there's a specific boosters club and all that kind of stuff. But all of a sudden, but that's tax um, that's tax two, deductible. But it, but all of a sudden, two fifty is is that of that of that pool of cash is now going directly to players for NIL. Um, you know, ignore the tax part. It's just money that is not going to the university. Okay, anymore. but what I, what I, I guess what I'm saying is, the, is the that's all not. I mean, this, this is my prediction. I mean, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, these these things are going to become businesses under themselves because there's no yeah. way. I mean, why why would you? I mean, it, let me ask you this: if I'm if I'm a Memphis guy putting one of these together, and and you send me a million bucks because you really want Memphis football to be high, and the next year that's I say. Russell, I need another million. I said, "Well, what'd you do with it?" Well, I, I, I it's gave, gone. I, I gave it it's to gone. I gave it all yeah. to these kids. He said, "Well, did the kids do anything for it?" Well, yeah, they went to Pete's Pizza and everything all the place. So, well, why, why did you give them all the dough? Why didn't you? We have to be we have to be yeah. self sustaining. I, I honestly believe if, with the, if the rules don't change, these guys will be bigger. There'll there'll be people that have an organization like that, say here in Chicago. With half the kids going to Notre Dame, half going to Northwestern, half going, they're not going to care where you go. They're just they're uh-huh. just marketing people's faces, and it looks like you want. Well, according to the article we read, you really want to be blonde and have a and have a nice figure because those are making all. It doesn't matter what you do. These two these two twins weren't that good at basketball players. I mean, they were okay, but they weren't great. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, Kevin resent us the article about the. Uh, um, you're right. One transfer without sitting out for a year. For undergraduates, must be a graduate to get a second transfer without sitting out. So our, man, our, our friend Kevin helped us out there, Russell. Helped you out. 
Well, no, it helped us both out. I'm both just know. kidding. I'm kidding. Well, he, you he, you know, he might have. He, I don't know if you'd have sent him money for name, image, and likeness. He might have come back and went on your side. I know. I, I really <laughs> another teacher would never do that. Yeah, he didn't. You know what? He didn't. He only sent it to you. He didn't send it to me. I'm looking at my email. Oh, uh, well, it's a tweet. I'm, t- a tweet I'm out taking out. that personally. Hey, uh, uh, somebody's tweeting at us. Okay. Uh, no, he, he resent you the uh, white sauce nil program. Uh, yeah. um, question: uh, Pause or twenty five basis points, and then we got to go. Um, they're gonna they're they're going to pause, but they're gonna leave it wide freaking open for a hike. All right. I think you're for, a ne- for next time around. And right now, the derivative markets have about a two-thirds shot that we are going to get a hike in July. Um, should I agree with you so. and make you wrong, or what? Or should I? Should I... Uh, if you want to agree with me and make me wrong, that's what the market's thinking as well. I think you're right. There's like already an 80% chance of something of a pause. Mm. All right, so. buddy, take care of yourself. If, oh, if you're in town, maybe like we'll see you one of these days. And bring, I, w- I want to meet the... Uh, I don't know, the, man. I hear these traffic numbers when I'm on here, and I'm like, screw that. Um, we'll send you an Uber. <laughs> Train I, I, works I, I, well too. I want. I want to meet the. Yeah. Uh, I want to meet the uh, meteorological daughter. All right, we'll get. We'll get her out of bed. We'll get her down there this. Okay. Summer, this summer, I S- promise. SP Futures up three. Nancy Futures up two. We be uh, back tomorrow. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.